As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello? Hello? Hey, is this Leah? Yes. What's going on? Um... Well, I am currently having a problem because I think I have a problem with, like, stalking people online. Okay. I, um, I, like, made a fake account, like, two years ago, and it's, like, still an obsession of mine. Mm-hmm. What made you want to make this fake account, and what do you do with it? Okay, so a long time ago, my dad had this girlfriend that actually left him because he slept with, she slept with my boyfriend. And so I made an account so I could, like, look at her profile and, like, see what she, like, was saying about us. And she accepted my friend request on, like, this fake account. So I just, like, continued it. And now I have, like, a bunch of people on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so how long ago was it that you made this account to to look at your uh, father's uh, whatever's person's thing? Um, it was probably like late 2018, early 2019. All right, so it was a little bit ago. And um, what do you use the account for now? Um, I currently log on daily, <laughs> sometimes more. And I just, like, look at any post she posts and, like, any of my friends, like, my enemies, they're my friends on that account, I guess. Um, but, like, I look at whatever they got going on. Like, a lot of them post, like, all their drama on there so I can kind of, like, get the inside details. Is your dad still engaged with this woman or are they done? No, no. They split up after she slept with my boyfriend. Okay. And why? What? What? What is causing you to still be interested in her life? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think it's just the curiosity of it all. And, like, she has, like, circles kind of close to my circles of, like, friend group. So I kind of just, like, you know, keep her, your friends close, your enemies closer. Your father's ex-girlfriend has is is has a lot of mutual friends with you. Yeah. Well, she was actually my friend first. But, like, she okay. didn't know my dad was my dad. Okay. Uh, who, what, what? Give me an example of another person that you follow on here and what your relationship to them is. Um, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that question. Um, well, I have, like, my ex-boyfriend, girlfriend on there. Or, like, my ex-boyfriend's roommates or, like, people that are, like, close to 
the people that like have caused issues in my past. Okay. And you, you log on every day and you're looking at updates and photos and whatnot from, uh, your ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend, uh, her friends, his friends, your dad's ex-girlfriends, all these people you're, you're logging in every day and looking at, uh, updates from them. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And how do, do you, do you get strong emotional reactions from these updates? Um, sometimes like when I see her doing the same things that she did to me when we were friends to other people, like it gets me really mad because people don't see what I see in her. Cause she like showed her true colors. So like to me, I want other people to see her like that, but I'm not trying to like attack her or like put her information on Facebook or nothing like that. Like, I don't want to look like the antagonist or anything, but I am curious, like, how long she's going to get away with, like, doing the same thing to all these other people. And your ex-boyfriend, when did you break out with him? Um, 2019. Okay, so you broke out with him three years ago. Yeah. Do you still talk to him? Um, he... He constantly is trying different ways to like get a hold of me, but we actually split up because he was physically abusive. So, and she was one of the girls that like helped me pack my stuff and get away from him. And then like she went ahead and just like moved in after moving mm-hmm. me out. And do you think about uh, your, your ex-boyfriend a lot? I mean, I have a lot of like nightmares about him. I have, like, diagnosed PTSD because of, like, a lot of the shit. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. Sorry. You can, um, you can say whatever you want. Like, he put me through. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm a little nervous. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, okay. And have you ever made an attempt to... Have you ever considered deleting this Facebook account? Um, I want to, but a part of me, like, can't let go of it. Like, a part of me wants to just, like, move on and, like, forget all of that happened to me because, like, my life has moved on, but, like, my my emotions are still so stuck and, like, that hurt. Like, that betrayal from, like, both sides. What do you think is is in between you and letting go of this stuff if you had to really really put it under a microscope I think it's hard to move on because they're constantly around like for example so and so might work with one of my family members or this person I see every time I go to the store because they work there or like I because I live in a very like small area like maybe 25 mile riding. So like we're constantly bumping into each other. And mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm. I kind of like to know where they're at, where their mind's at. But like, I do want to let go of it, but I'm afraid that the moment I do, like something's going to get me hurt. Mm-hmm. 
So you're running into just, you know, as you're about town, living in a small town, you're running into your ex-boyfriend's friends. You're running into people from, uh, you know, you, that, that time in your life. And that's making it harder to let go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so so let's let's get into now. We'll come back to this Facebook account. But what is your life like now? Um, well, I'm married. I'm trying to have a baby. I have a lot of fertility issues, so we're, it's kind of like the only option we have right now. So, you're married? Yes. <laughs> Does your husband know about the account? He does, but he doesn't know, like, the details of it. Like, he doesn't know the name of it, or he's not friends with it or anything. But okay. he does know it exists. But my whole family kind of plays it off as a joke. Mm-hmm. But they, they, not just, like, you know, whether or not it exists, but does he know the um, nature of it? Does he know why you use it? Yes. He knows that I, like, look at people that I've had issues with in the past. And I like friend them and look at their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does he feel about that? Um, like I said, everybody kind of like plays it off as a joke. Nobody thinks it's like an issue, I guess. But me, everybody else is like, "Oh, that's like what girls do. Like they're little FBI agents, you know, yada yada." Interesting. And do they know that you've been doing it for three years? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But nobody else seems to <laughs> Nobody else funny, seems to believe that I it's don't... a uh, a serious issue. Everyone just kind of thinks it's like a funny thing. Yeah, everybody just kind of thinks it's like funny that nobody's noticed it's a fake account yet. Like I've taken mm-hmm. it this far and nobody like has picked up like oh this person doesn't even exist. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um Interesting. Okay, but we know that it's an issue. We know that you want to move on. I, I I don't know if we if I've asked you this yet, but do you do you have a desire to move on from from all of this? Yes, yes. I I want to delete it or deactivate it, preferably delete it. But I have like nobody to really like hold me accountable to it. Like, there's nobody that's like, hey. You should delete. You, know, you should delete it. Like you should stop looking at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, here's the here's the great thing about this is that uh, once you, you you can once you delete it, you can delete it forever. I know that Facebook Facebook does this fucking annoying thing that they do on purpose, where you can deactivate it, which doesn't really do anything. It just logs you out. Uh, but you need to go yeah. in there and you need to delete it irreversibly. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I feel like, and this is how I felt when I've, you know, had, had these, these sort of whatever things with uh, social media where, like, you know, if you ever find yourself in some sort of emotional, motivative state where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to delete it. Take advantage of that and just fucking delete it right in there. Because cause then when you are in that... um addicty phase where you're like no I gotta check uh, you will not even be able to yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with that I feel like I feel like 
talking about it is the first step I've really taken where somebody's like acknowledged that it's an issue because I've brought it up with like my dad before where I'm like, like, this is kind of crazy. Like I probably shouldn't be doing this, but it all started when people were like giving information on my Facebook out to these people that I don't like. So I felt like if they're invading my privacy, I should be able to invade theirs. But mm. now that I look at it, like it's, it's just social media. Like it's not a reflection of their real life or my real life. It's just what mm -hmm. we're, pu what we're putting out for people to see. Mm -hmm. So really this is like, almost, I'm not getting any information inside so uh, honestly, outside of just like the nuts and bolts of there's a Facebook account that needs to be deleted, the, the, the larger issue is one of moving on from these people, yeah. which, you know, yes. symbolically could be represented by deleting this Facebook account. But even after you delete it, uh, it's about how can you move on? And you have the you have a whole life. You know, I mean, the, the one the real way to move on from this previous time in your life is to dive deep into the time of your life that you're in right now. You are married. Uh, how long did you say you, how long did you say you were married for? Um, it's been a little over like six, seven months. Okay. Six or seven months. Um, are you happily married? Do you enjoy your relationship? Yes. 100%. I've never felt so comfortable with somebody or so loved by someone. Like we really do have great communication, like a wonderful partnership. Like, I'm incredibly grateful for him, especially for coming into my life when he did and how he did. So, yeah, he's okay. great. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're happily married. What, what, are, you, what are you doing you know, sort of professionally on your own outside of your relationships? Um, I'm, I'm a full-time student. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you, you have a life. Yeah. Um, so Leah, you, you're happily married. You're enjoying your life. Um, what, uh, uh, why do you think it is hard for you if you have a thing going on for yourself to, um, let, let everything in your past go? I think, okay. So going back to like the ex-boyfriend, why I look at his stuff? is because like he has a very large history of violence so for me i feel like keeping tabs on like where he's at or who he's with kind of gears me towards like okay stay away from these people this area like and you can you'll be safe but for my dad's ex-girlfriend i really feel like there's not really a motive behind looking at her stuff anymore like it doesn't there's not really a reason to look at her stuff anymore besides just like the odds that I would run into her. Mm -hmm. um, but the ex-boyfriend, I definitely do it because like it just makes me feel so much safer knowing what he's doing, where he's at, because it took me so long to get away from him that it just feels like so much more comfortable knowing that he's like on this side of town or staying around these people. Mm. This is really difficult because, uh, uh, you know, look, uh, uh, on one hand, I really get, I, you know, I get it. I get why you're operating out of the sphere uh, because you really don't want to run into him. But I also, I just, I hate hearing that you're living, 
your your that this fear is like policing your whole life and causing you to you know be on this Facebook account that you really shouldn't be on um yeah and I'm trying to think of solutions for you I mean there's a few I mean look if this guy really has done some terrible shit to you I'm sure you have the grounds yeah. to get a to get a legitimate restraining order against him um well I think that's, actually I think that's okay. a better idea okay of, sure hit me okay I was 18 and he was 35 um, he was straight out of, like, he just came out of prison and he was, like, getting back on his feet. And so we started dating. I had no idea what was going through my mind besides I thought an older dude would bring me, like, more stability, I guess. But one, like, it started getting, like, physically aggressive between me and him. And one day, like, I called my dad to come pick me up and I never hung up the phone. Well, my dad heard him hit me. So my dad came, they got into a fight. Like three months or three weeks later, my dad went back there and fought him again. And my ex-boyfriend ended up having to go to get metaphyted to the hospital. And so because of that, like I, I mean, I've tried to get a restraining order. They have, well, their order of protections in my county. But I tried to get like a order of protection. But because my dad had instigated a problem with him, like they didn't want to get involved too much with it so they just kind of told him stay away from her you stay away from him because like it's already on police record and everything so if anything like really happens between us i guess those charges would be brought back up but they'd be brought up on my dad so him like him instigating things with me could potentially get my dad in legal trouble but like he's always like literally up until i got married he was always like around and trying to like cause problems. And so that's kind of when I started the Facebook was as soon as I left him. Sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> sorry. <sighs> no, no, don't be sorry. I mean, this is a mess, dude. Um, this is, this I just is feel a like the backstory kind of helps. Um, yeah. I know it does. It, it, like it, you know, clear, it, it, my does. It, do, it does. It does. It does. Because I, I think, you know, I kind of go from, you know, now that you give me this backstory, I, I, I kind of go from, you know, she needs to move on to now. Okay, this is coming from a point where this is not, uh, you know, an ex that you're not over. This is your, uh, you know policing uh uh you know his whereabouts out of out of out of your own you know fear for your safety um yeah and yeah yeah that was my dad's girlfriend at the time when all that happened and then she went and like helped me move out and then moved all of her stuff in like as like all of this like legal stuff and this like all started erupting she just like up and left my dad and moved in with my abusive boyfriend so that's kind of like really why i started the account and i want to i want to like delete it i really do but i'm so afraid that like the moment i do something's gonna pop off even though it's been three years leah let me can i ask you this too um Leah, what what is what the fuck is stopping you from? And and I know it's, I know there are a lot of situations where the answer to this question can get 
complicated. Um, and and I respect that. But I gotta ask, what the fuck is stopping you from leaving this shitty little town? What, what the fuck is stopping you from getting out of here? And I I, I, I hate I I, get, I hate the I, I hate the idea that this guy you know I get it. You have your friends here, you have your family here. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons. I'm gonna let you speak in a second, but there's a lot of reasons why. And I hate the idea that you know you almost are you know this this guy is like you know, has the power to make you leave. I, I, I hate that idea, but what, what, is, what is stopping you from leaving, man? I hate this place. Um, we actually plan on leaving in, um, next April or March. Wonderful. So we Wonderful. have like a little savings account that we started. It just, it does stuff because like me and my husband met here. So of course he has his family. I have mine, but my family kind of, we are a whole different group of dysfunction. So, like, we kind of are all spread out. We don't really talk to... We talk to each other, but not like we used to. So, it's just... Like, for me, we do want to get out of here. We we do plan on it, because it's a very toxic, conservative, like, backward town. Like, everything's kind of corrupt. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm so glad to hear that you're leaving. Uh... Leah, I I think I think you should delete the Facebook account. I think that you should okay. f- just focus on getting the fuck out of there. And if you get if you just if you get anything out of this phone call, your your brain is like wrapped up in all of the everything that that happens to you in this small shitty town. And I'm just telling you. If, if, if you fucking get anything out of this, I want it to be that, like, you're so young. Don't let your view of the world and view of relationships be defined by what happened in this fucking place. Just as soon as you can, yeah. fucking leave it behind and go to a new place and move on from this stuff. And form a new life, cause you you just can't. Your 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 life is too valuable to be poisoned by a bunch of bullshit going on with these fucking people that don't matter anymore. And you should just you should just leave and find a new course for your life and delete that fucking Facebook account. Thank you. I'm actually sorry. I'm crying. <laughs> I don't know if you get that response often, but That's, that kind of hit okay. home for me right now. Good. Um, Good. I'm actually deleting it right now. <laughs> I'm typing in my password to delete it. Fuck. Are you really? You're deleting it right now? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Please it's delete about it. time. It's about time. Please delete it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you give me that backstory, it. it, it gives me a, a different perspective onto why you held on to it for so long. I hope that you have a real therapist, by the way, that you can... Because I'm not... I don't know how to fucking actually yes. help yes, people deal I with their do. trauma and whatnot. I hope you have a real therapist that can help you deal I with do. the trauma of all these things. <laughs> um, We're kind of working through God, my just, childhood. We're, hopefully we'll good. make it more up to 18 soon, but... Good. Good. Um, also, I want to apologize for the way I hopped on the call because I thought I was talking to one of your two guys again, which they are so nice, by the way. 
Of course. No, you're not apologizing for anything. Um, I actually didn't know I was on the air. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I hope you really internalize that. I hope you really make an effort to move on. I hope you never fucking think about these people ever again. They're not worth it. Your your life is too short and valuable for you to spend any of your headspace in just all this fucking bullshit. And um, I'm very excited for you that you are leaving soon. Yes, thank you. Of course. Um, is is there anything else that you uh, want to say to uh, me or the people at the computer or that we didn't get to or final thoughts or just anything like that? Um, I just want to say that I had a lot of adrenaline during the first, like, five minutes of the call. So it was kind of messy, but I hope I got the whole situation out so it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for sharing. And uh, seriously, good luck to you as you, you move forward on this. Thank you so much. You've been a really great help. Awesome. Thank you for calling, Leo. Of course. Thank you. Um... That was super interesting. That evolved in a sense because you start off. It's again. It started off with like, why is it start? It's to, for me. It started off very easy. It started off like, dude, just delete the Facebook account. Why are you still obsessed over this guy? Um, and then it evolves into, oh, she's doing this because she's like scared. Uh, and that is the the fear element of it is a different thing than just like some you know nonsensical obsession over the past and when it revealed itself to be a, a, a you know a thing of fear is when it got complicated for me and um i am so glad that she is uh uh moving a very difficult thing i kind of mentioned this i don't like that you know uh, uh, other people are giving her y- y- you know are, are, are sort of forcing her out of, of this situation but at some point you just concede to that I'm glad she's conceding to that and not fighting about it to make her life worse um, and yeah I'm happy for her that, that she's moving out and finding a new life because uh, I mean shit all this stuff was going on when she was 18 I'm sure that she's had relationships with you know, whoever the fuck this friend did. I don't know. She painted a whole picture of a bunch of characters that I'm sure have been around for a while. And I'm I'm sure have been around for a little bit too long. Um, and yeah, I'm happy for her that she's, she's moving on. And, uh, you know, finding a new path for herself in this short life. And uh, I appreciate her calling in and being vulnerable with us. And I'm a gecko guy on the computer. And, uh, that is all I have to think about that. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello? Hello. Hey, is this uh, Riley? Yeah, is this Gekasaur Regs? Uh, yeah, how's it going? 
it's going okay. It's going good, pretty good. I'm uh, on a family vacation right now. Oh, you're on a family vacation. Where Where at? Montana. Who goes on vacation to Montana? People from Wyoming. Uh, when I think of Montana and I think of Wyoming, I, I truly think about, I imagine the same place. I mean, yeah. Do you want me to to draw you a, a map with my words? Sure. Okay, so Wyoming is like just south, and it's sandwiched between Colorado and Montana, right? Mm-hmm. So all of Wyoming is like flat, except for some parts that have mountains. But it's terribly windy. And all the mountains are kind of, like, lame. And it makes it so nobody wants to live there. If you go to Montana, it's slightly less windy. And there's cooler mountains. Plus, there's rivers in Montana. So, but they're basically the same place. Riley, it says here that you have a secret YouTube channel in which you, quote, do weird shit. And you are afraid... (laughs) Of somebody finding it because you fear the reaction of your friends and family. Tell me, um, tell me more about this YouTube channel. What exactly do you mean by weird shit? Yeah, so I mean, it's not all weird shit. Some of it's like mostly normal. Um, but like most recently, I've been working on a video about a snake that I found that was dead, and I had a funeral for it. It was, it's actually kind of a sad story. I There's like this little baby rattlesnake outside the door of the warehouse that I work in. I was there late at night because I, I live in like a campground in like a trailer and I don't have a shower. So I was there late showering and he was so cute. So I took a video of him and the next day I found him dead in the gutter. So I had a dramatic episode and decided to have a funeral for it. And I just think that's not really... A normal thing to do. I think that's uh that's nice that you you know formed this brief yet passionate connection, and uh, I can I can see why you had a need to mourn it. Why do you believe that your friends and family would respond negatively to this snake funeral video? So, uh, I don't think my immediate family would be, like, weirded out by it, because they already know I'm weird. But, like, my extended family on my dad's side, they, um, they're a little, like, judgmental. (laughs) Mm. And I get, I get some of that just for, like, the weird stuff I do anyways. Um, like they, an example would be like, they'd be appalled that all summer I've been living in a camper trailer in like a campground. They just think that's, that's not the way to live. And so Riley, 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 why, Riley, why do you care what your extended family thinks about you, what you do with your, you know, time? Why, why does it matter if they think that something you do is weird? So I don't think... It doesn't really matter to me a whole lot, but I'm just worried I'm going to get, like, weird comments at family reunions being like, oh, I saw you on YouTube, like, playing with a dead snake. That's fucking weird. Why are you like this? Because I I already get, like, some of that 
Riley, um, I, I, listen, you can't, you can't live your life or not live your life based on what your extended family might say to you at, at the occasional family reunion. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible way to live. So, okay, there's another part to this story. What is it? It is a terrible way to live. It's more like, so that's part of the reason why I haven't told people about it. Because I'm not necessarily worried about people finding out about it. I'm trying to decide if I should, like, tell people about it and, like, advertise that I'm doing this and be like, look at the things I've made. Or if it should just be, like, a privately creative thing. Okay. I'm worried that if I, like, tell all my friends and family about it and, like, I put it online and I, like, kind of brand myself with it, that, like... I may have to take on some responsibility of being, like, an influencer. And I'm not sure if I want to be in the spotlight like that. Even if it's only, like, with 5,000 people or, or like, less. Okay. Uh, let's explore that. You make these videos. You make yeah. them, at this, at this very moment, you make them for an audience of virtually no one, Correct. To myself. Okay. You make them for yourself out of your own enjoyment. Um, you are debating whether or not to uh, take it further and attempt to actually have people watch these things that you do. You're like a, I don't want to use the word vlogger, but you do miscellaneous, uh, non, uh, you do miscellaneous, somewhat deviant things. Such as hold funerals for snakes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You enjoy doing those things. You enjoy documenting them uh, just for yourself. And you're wondering whether or not you should show them to other people. Uh, okay, so when you're thinking about the pros as to why you might want an audience of people to watch you hold snake funerals, what would those pros be? So... I think about the financial incentive for sure. If it ever came to that, I wouldn't, I don't think I would like leave my career path to be like run off and be a YouTuber. But if it ever got like big enough to make a little bit of money, that would be nice. Not going to lie. You know what? That's that's the kind of lifestyle I want to live. Yeah. Especially Mm -hmm. the kind of lifestyle I want to live is a little more remote and like would harder, be harder to hold down like a stable job. So there's a lot of freedom within that if I were able to make money from it one day. Uh, you know, Riley, I think that's a, I, I, I think that's a legitimate that's a legitimate reason um, to to want to do that. I think that there is a lot of I think there's a lot to be gained on trying to build a business based on the things that you're passionate about. And I think that that is uh, completely within reason for you to do if that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So tell me more about the cons then. Well, I would be kind of putting myself out there. um, And like, I think that there's a certain, there's a certain desirability to privacy. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I really tend to value just in general. Like I don't, I don't want people like kind of around me. I like, I like my stuff to be very private and I know that about myself. So I'm worried that eventually if people were to watch this, I would feel like I'm losing some of that. And like, mm-hmm. that would bother me eventually. 
but I'm not sure because I've never been in that scenario. I'm going to give you advice that I think I'm one of the only few people that can that can give this. Um, you should wear a costume of some kind. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. This, you should you know, wear a that's costume not a bad idea. Kind. You should wear a costume because I go out in public and nobody has ever, ever, ever with no costume. It's happened maybe two or three times uh, where somebody has, has said to me, hey, you're the guy from TikTok. Uh, when I wear the costume, I get it a lot. But if I'm not wearing the costume, I have my complete and other privacy. So if you're afraid of that, but you still want to try to build a a brand or business on uh, being yourself and doing the things that you enjoy, which I think is a worthwhile thing to pursue. I really do. I don't think, uh, you know, people might have their opinions of, of whatever, but I, I think it's a worthwhile thing to do if you want to do it. And you're concerned about your privacy wear a costume maybe a snake and then do your your vlogs or whatever it is you do yeah i was gonna ask you what kind of costume should i wear i can't tell you that you have to decide that on your own the gecko came to me okay and your animal will come to you as well did it it come to you in a dream or like vision or did it just like hit you it came to me in an amazon throw a gecko at you oh that makes sense uh, Riley, I mean, listen. Be- be- before box. we go, do you out of the, tell me, tell me your out of out of what I have told you over the course of this conversation? What are your thoughts? Um, I'm thinking that I don't know if the costume idea would work for me. I think it's a good idea, but some of the content I also make is like nature based, where I like hike. Cause I'm like a I'm like a park ranger kind of, and so I make a lot of like outdoor content. And I don't know if mm-hmm. it would be all that practical for me to walk around at, at work and like okay. when I'm outside hiking in in like a tiger costume or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of leaning towards putting it out there just to kind of see what happens with it. Okay, I think because you know what I I don't I like doing you know, it. Please go and, ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I like doing it, and I think that as long as I like doing it, that if people watch, it's okay. But I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm scared of what could happen in the future, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not think about that, I think. Yeah, two final things with that is, uh, you know, you're, afra- you're, you're telling me that you're afraid of, like, what your extended family will think of you doing these snake funerals. And, you know, Riley, your life is going to be a lot better if you choose to just fucking live freely and not give a fuck about what people think of you um and if you want to maintain your privacy this is the second thing there's a lot of ways for you to do that i mean so there are some extremely famous and successful uh internet people who have never shown their faces before you could just make videos where you are hiking through the woods and just talking and the camera is facing the um the the trail i mean you could give your snake funeral video without showing your face so there's a lot of different ways to do it if you want to do it but uh trying try and get over fixating on what your extended family or anyone else on the internet might think of you and what you do 
You know, Gek, that's a really good point. I didn't really consider just not putting my face in it. Yeah, you don't have to. You can make a really good videos, videos without putting your face the in there. Yeah, no, I mean, there's that's the thing. If you scroll through, if you, uh, I, I, dude, I could talk about TikTok and the internet creator economy shit forever. Because like, if you scroll through TikTok or YouTube, you will find many, many, many creative people who have found uh, different ways to express themselves uh, that are not the standard. Mm -hmm. Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to my whatever fucking thing. You know, so mm -hmm. take that into consideration. Uh, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the okay. computer before we go, Riley? You know what? I, I'm feeling spontaneous and inspired, inspired right now. Good. And I think I should just do it. Can I plug myself? If you would like to, sure. Okay. Uh, it's Riley Does Alaska. You live in Alaska? Like all one word. I lived in Alaska. I don't live in Alaska anymore. I want to live in Riley Alaska. Riley does Alaska. Okay, I'm going to check out your videos because I'm trying to go to Alaska soon and maybe they'll have some insight for me. Okay. I'll be your tour guide. Where do you, where in Alaska? Yeah, you don't have to tell me all that shit, but um, where in Alaska should I go if okay. I want to be a gecko there and do stuff? Anchorage is cool. There's a lot of people there. But if you want to like see real Alaskan people, go to Fairbanks. Because they're, they're gruff and tumble up in Fairbanks. And go okay, sit on the mind. University of Alaska Fairbanks campus. Man, I didn't know they had college in Alaska. I thought it was just like bears. Yeah. Thank you for calling, Riley. There's bears too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Let's talk to Kimbo. Hello. How are you, Kimbo? Oh, there's a... Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I actually... Um, I have COVID right now. Um, but I'm doing good. Uh, what's going on with you? So, um, the past year I have been recovering from a traumatic brain injury that I sustained at work and I'm starting grad school at the end of the month with accommodations and yeah, <laughs> a lot going on with that. Um, well, can I, can I mention what you told the call screener? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says here that you are a, uh, a future sex therapist. I assume that's what you're going to grad school for. Yeah, um, that's what I'm going to school for. And you are having trouble finding love. Yeah, that sounds really cheesy to hear it repeated back to me, but it's true. Okay. Are you are you in your head like I'm going to start projecting onto you and you tell me if it's accurate. In your head are you like how am I supposed to help couples with sex therapy if if I myself cannot find love? I've definitely had that creeping fear. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know. I like I re I've reflected on my situation. Like first of all, when you have a traumatic brain injury, you should not date people. That's a that's not good. Mm -hmm. um, but I now that I've been cleared to start approaching life again um, by my neurologist, I'm like, oh man, I don't really have an excuse anymore, and I have to actually like start dating again. And I don't really enjoy dating. Okay, well, um, if I could back up for like a second here. <laughs> 
If I could back up for a yeah. second, you laugh because you yeah. know what I'm going to say. Why, you're, why is this so immediately presenting itself as like a chore that you have to do? Why do you, why do you, why are you saying it like that, that you, that you have to now go out and date people? Well, well, no, I guess it's not a ch- I guess I was talking about it like it's a chore. <laughs> um, it's more like, well, like, like there are people I'm interested in. I think it's because, okay, so I'm, I'm demisexual, which means I, I can't really use dating apps or things like that because I need an emotional connection before I can even find a person attractive. Mm-hmm. So, so just, I, I feel like every, like, I feel like most of dating right now is dating apps. And then I'm, I'm trying, I also, I want, I want my, my partner to be Jewish and that just really narrows the dating pool. And yeah, I just, I do feel like my intersection, my intersecting identities make dating difficult. But it also means that I really understand myself. I was going to say Do you're I on the hunt like for I'm an, on the hunt? No, I was going to say you're on the hunt for an NJM. <laughs> a, nice a nice Jewish, Jewish man. man. A nice Jewish man. Um, oh. Sorry, well, continue. I I, I want to hear the rest of, of your of your thoughts about this this area of your life. So, okay. So, I'm I'm feminine presenting non-binary i'm jewish demisexual and pansexual i'm kinky but i'm not kinky until once we start having sex so i go from basically like very very like asexual to being very sexual and which like anyone anyone listening to this who has dated a demisexual can understand why that would be confusing or frustrating mm-hmm. um and so you know, it's I a shame that you don't like I, the like dating apps because you just wrote yourself a very descriptive uh, dating profile bio. Thank you. Thank, well, I've, I really know myself, but I've also been told that I'm extremely intimidating for all those reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple questions for you. One is uh, yeah. why... Why are you looking for a partner? Um, I'm a very romantic person and I love infusing romance into my own life, my, my friendships, um, my relationship with the universe. Um, but I would like to be able to channel that into a person or people um, romantically. That would be really nice. And I just, I've been... I haven't been in a relationship that's been longer than six months in almost six years. So I just feel like I've had a lot of time to get to know myself and I really want to share myself with, with others romantically. That was a, a very poetic and introspective answer, which is, that's a good sign. That's, that's better than I am a very poetic, introspective person. 
That's be- that's a lot better than just saying uh, I- I'm afraid to be alone. So that's a good place to start. Um, okay. No, now I, I want. I actually enjoy my own company a little too much. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I I understand that. I understand that. Um, I want. Okay, so let's go back to at the very beginning of this. You were like looking at dating as a chore. Um, and you were like, oh, I have to date again. And you were saying it in this very negative way. And then just now you gave us this whole, I am a romantic person. I want to share a part of myself, which is like the complete opposite of the way that you were describing your romantic vision at the beginning of this. Right. Okay. So would you say that what you just said now is, is more reflective of the truth? Yes. I don't, I think, I think part of the problem is that I am clearly picky. Like I know I've been single long enough to know exactly what I want. So it's not as if I don't have opportunities. Um, I think I'm also oblivious when people, um, are into me, So, mm-hmm. which is, uh, another layer to this. So I think, the way I was talking about dating before is reflective of my apprehension around miscommunications that can occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being picky is a good thing in, 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 in most aspects of life. I think, I think, I don't know about most, but in a lot of aspects of life, being picky is a good thing. And I think, uh, you know, with your romantic partner, you, yeah, you, you fucking should be picky. You're trying to find a, person to be with for the rest of your life you should be extremely picky about that if that's what you are looking for um but i do want to try i want to try to change your mind on one thing oh let's hear it i think i think that if you are really in i mean i hate dating apps i don't i don't like them at all but i i feel like if you're trying to put yourself out there for the maximum opportunity to meet the kind of person that you want to meet, I think you should be less afraid of them. I'm not afraid of the app. I'm actually more, I, I, I'm not trying to dismiss what you're saying. I appreciate no, your approach to this. No, hit me, dismiss me all you, I'm, I'm not, down. <laughs> no, no, respectfully dismissing you. Um, I feel that the app are a misrepresentation of opportunity. We think because we're seeing hundreds of people a day scroll past us, especially if you're like myself and you select everyone, as far as who who is shown to you, those aren't truly opportunities. There's, you know, there's probably only a few people on that app that you can truly connect with. And I have found in my experience with dating apps that people grossly misrepresent themselves. And I show up extremely authentically um i feel that people wear a mask when they're dating which we all do to a degree because we want to represent the best parts of ourselves right Uh, we want to make a good impression Mm -hmm. but i accept the bad parts of myself that i don't particularly like and my friends embrace that about me and i embrace that about my friends and i I think to love someone fully, you have to accept the negative parts of them, right? However, when 
when someone who is in denial about the parts of themselves that they dislike and someone shows up in their life and says, oh no, I see that in you and I love that part of you, even though I don't like it, that is terrifying. That's extremely uncomfortable for people. So mm -hmm. well, it can actually, so that kind of accept. I think everything, I think everything no, you're ahead. saying, <laughs> I think everything you're saying is great. You know, I think that you sound like you're comfortable being authentically yourself. You sound like you're not afraid of being authentically yourself, which is really important as you're going out into the dating world. But what you just said to me has nothing to do with dating apps because the I think what people get wrong about these apps is that all these profiles, they're representations of real people. So, uh, like, it can seem artificial and whatnot, but... Once you are connected with another human oh, being I mean over once this you app, meet them. yes. Once you're connected with another person over this app, it's almost as if you met at a, at at the freaking coffee shop that you meet them at in person. It is, it is, the the app is no longer a relevant part of the interaction. So I I, I understand what you're saying, but I I don't think it's relevant to to dating apps. You might be right about that. Um, I think. I think what, so the element in like revealing your true self that I was re referencing that, yeah. that seemed kind of like it, it wasn't answering your question. The element that's missing it is time and pacing. And I really, um, I really need a lot of time like with transition. So, okay. and being demisexual, it's, it, when you're demisexual, it's really like you're asexual until you're not. Until you have an emotional connection with the person. Or was I Heather with that? But Kimbo, you live in a world where you can go on the computer. You can go on OkCupid and you can, I mean, take advantage. For God's sake, take know, advantage. You can go. I know. Kimbo, you can go to OkCupid. You can, there's a little, people. you can hit little, you can hit a little checkbox that says, you can hit, a, there's a checkbox that says filter out by Jewish demisexual. Do I not sound like someone who's willing to flirt with people? I just, all, all I, I'm saying, all I'm, I'm saying to you. Sorry, I'm no, just, I'm from New Jersey. It says we don't know how it's to work. It's okay. It's okay. All I'm saying to you is that if this is important to you. You should try, you should put in, you know, you put in the effort where you can. That's all I'm saying. And I feel like you're I dismissing like the am. dating apps if that's what you want to, you know. I feel like dismissing oh, the dating apps the dating is app. a mistake. That's all I'm saying is I think it's a mistake because you live in in a world where it, never before could you go on a website and and go, show me Jewish demisexual guys at this age <laughs> that live in this location and the computer goes yes here you go take advantage of that that's all i'm saying i mean um you're, you're listen, not kimbo and there's even kimbo, j swipe but <laughs> there's j swipe there's j date there's coffee meat uh, what is the bagel locks thing <laughs> there's some bagel meats locks whatever the fuck it is anyway kimbo um before we go <laughs> do you have any final thoughts uh uh about Anything that we have talked about over the course of this phone call or anything you want to say to the people at the computer? Um, I'll say two things. One, I will, I will reconsider dating apps. I appreciate you um, putting that back on my radar. And, Good. And then to everyone else, I'll say surround yourself with really good people and just love one another and 
Um, don't let a kind word slip your mind. Like if there's something kind or loving you want to say to a person, don't be embarrassed to say it. You should just say it. Thank you for calling Kimbo. Have a great night. And by the way, if it makes you feel any better about the whole sex therapist trying to find love thing, I reluctantly <laughs> I reluctantly give relationship advice to people all the time. I've never been in a serious relationship. I have no business giving the advice, but I do it anyway because this is the internet. And you can do whatever you want on here. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Including be a gecko. Hello. Uh, hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I am doing pretty good as well. What are you up to at this very moment in time? Uh, I'm in bed. I have to go to sleep soon. Yeah, you sound really tired. Old. You also sound like you're very far away from the phone. Uh... I'm pretty uh, pretty close next to my ear. Yeah, I uh, have to wake up at five for work. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I'm a welder. Okay, what kind of stuff do you weld? Uh, pretty much like marine pipes, stainless steel, aluminum, carbon steel. You know, it's usually the fun stuff. My well, Christian, activity. I will make this phone call quick so that you can get to bed. Uh, how can I get you today? Um, I was talking to your uh, amazing uh, person, Tim, and uh, pretty much I wanted to call you because, like, this has like been a recent epiphany for me. Um, I recently quit porn. Well, trying to, it's still pretty hard because um, I feel like I'm addicted to it, and it's not. And I understand, like, it was always, like, a negative thing about it. But I, you know, recently that I just got a girlfriend, it's just been more apparent that, yeah, I should stop doing this. What sorts of things have you been noticing that are keying you into the idea that you have an addiction? It's more of, like, um, like I like watching POV porn. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I like pretending that, uh, am I allowed to like curse or do I have to, you can say whatever you want. You can graphically describe the pornography that you're watching. Uh, as long as it's not illegal, you can say whatever you want. No, 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 no. It's, it's all, it's all, you know, regular stuff, but it's basically POV. I, you know, I pretend that the penis is my penis and you know yep. whatever porn star that I come across I'm like I imagine myself being there I like I like when they show the penetration because I feel like oh snap I could feel this like this is something that I want to feel yeah. and uh yeah it's not it's definitely not healthy so I'm just I, I took a step back you know my favorite porn stars you know Gina Valentina you know the big name ones Lena Gray 
uh, Blake Blossom, all, all of them, all of them gorgeous, okay. gorgeous bodies. Yep. And uh, yep. yeah, it's not a, uh, not healthy. So I, I like pull a step back, especially because I recently got a girlfriend and she's gorgeous. And, you know, I don't want to be thinking about all of those women and all of their bodies while I'm with my girlfriend. I think that that is a great reason to uh, to stop. It seems like you've identified it as an issue and you're working to correct it. Yes. So is your but issue uh, that... No, continue, please. Um, you are the second person I ever told that I had this type of problem. I've... Like it's been a, like it's been a consistent thing, like since I was like fourteen. I'm twenty eight. Who is the first? Uh, my brother. Okay, what'd your brother say? Uh, he understood. He he didn't understand the uh, the full extent of it until I recently I, I explained it to him, and uh, he was like, "Wow." Uh, yeah, I mean, he's like pretty much encouraging me to keep it up. He's like, don't completely go cold turkey. He's like, you know, you know, you could do it like at least once a week. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I, I physically can't. Because I, then I just go crazy. So you're attempting to do this just cold turkey. You're going to quit porn forever. Yeah, I mean, eventually when I have a, a grasp of it and I could actually go, like, instead of, like, like let's just say tonight. Like, if I do it, then tomorrow, if I do it again, then the next day, then I'm like, okay, then the, the habit is continuing. Mm-hmm. So I, then that's when I'm like, I'll pull back. But if I could do it so once... So when is the last thing, time that you did it, that you watched porn? Uh, Yesterday. Okay. And before that, uh, what was your, um, what was your longest streak without watching porn? A month. A month. Okay, so you did a month. How was that month for you? It was pretty good. Um, like working out, I felt better. You know, sleep was better. You know, being more intimate with my girlfriend. I never had a performance problem with my girlfriend. It was always a fear because of the amount of porn I watch. And uh, like to, to have a performance issue, but it was never an issue. And then after I realized it was not an issue, then, you know, obviously, like I continued, you know, the sex, the sex got better and all that stuff. I was more sensitive down there. And yeah, it was, again, this is a, a, a stats full of pluses. Okay. In the midst of your addiction, when it's at its worst, how many times a day are we uh, are we hopping on the hub? Uh, like eight, nine. Okay. Okay. Is yeah. it nine? We're jerking off to completion nine times. Yes. Okay. You know, I'm gonna be. Honest, I'm gonna tell you something. Going from jerking off to completion nine times in a day. Was it nine times in a day every day? No, it's usually like once a day. But like on the weekends when I have nothing better to do, I'm like I'm really going at it. Okay. Um, to go from, oh, well, once a day is, is not that bad, but I mean, every, everybody has sort of their own metric as to what is that bad that they decide for themselves. But regardless, to go from that to a full month is pretty great. 
So this is something you have achieved already. Now tell me, what caused that month to end? When did you have your relapse? Uh, my girlfriend caught COVID, so I haven't seen her in like two weeks. Okay. And so, um, because you were not able to be intimate with your girlfriend, you went back to jerking off. Yes. Yes. Now, were you jerking off? Was this no jerking off or just no porn? Uh, cold turkey. No jerking off, no porn. Okay. Um... And so, in the past two weeks, how often have you been jerking off? Uh, probably, like, in total, like, five times. A day? Or five times in total in the week? No, just five. Yeah, five times in total in two weeks. Christian, you sound like, I mean, everybody decides for themselves what they're, you know, what is considered an addiction. But you sound like you got this under control. You know, I, I mean, is having an intimate relationship with your girl, a consistent intimate relationship with your girlfriend, an important part of you uh, being able to not masturbate? Yes. I, you know, I really care about this this girl. I love her. And, uh, you know, I don't want to just be reliant on porn and my fantasies of, you know, also like the in the back of my mind, you know, just being able to like fantasize that I'm fucking all these different women mm-hmm. and you know it just it feels like mentally it's not fair for her and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good for me like and I, I never understood when people like said they feel bad after watching porn until you know I like recently got a girlfriend hmm. so where do you feel like you are at with this addiction today because you seem like you're in a good place at least to me but i don't know that's why i'm asking i feel i feel definitely like i have a control of it i i'm i'm really into habits like habits are usually my go-to like i go to the gym six times a week you know i meal prep so once i get a habit down i'm pretty consistent with it and um, so, if I can make it, if I can make this a habit, then I I feel like I could get like a, a firm grasp on it. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, Christian, I I don't I don't really have any uh, anything for you because uh, it sounds like you're doing better. I mean, you're doing be- fucking better than me on this. So I'm not going to sit here and try and give you any fucking advice on how to stop watching porn when I watch porn uh, way more than you do at this point. Um, do, you, uh, do you have advice for me? Fuck it. Tell me, how do I uh, stop jacking off ten times a day? Uh, I I have no idea. Um, I mean, I feel like if you... What I, what I perceive to be it is if you think it's a problem, then it's probably a problem. And, um, and also the fact that, you know, you're not alone, you know, that's like a big thing that's like reoccurring to me, like with issues that you kind of feel like you're all alone with your issues. And then you hear, especially on like, like I've been listening to your podcast forever and I've decided to call because this is the recent event of mine. Sure. And, uh, I said, I I decided to call because this is a recent event, even though I've been listening to you forever. Um, like a recent epiphany, but like hearing all the different people that you have on and 
like how I could relate to them and some of their issues. I'm like, wow, you know, it's a small world. Well, you've inspired me, Christian. Well, that's the thing is that I, I'm, I'm, um, I feel like I'm a functioning pornography consumer. I'm able to. It is not a. I don't. I don't. It hasn't. Like I have other vices that have definitely gotten in the way of my, um, of my life, but porn has never been one of them. I've never been like, oh, my life would be so much better if I stopped watching porn. I have other things that my life would be better if I stopped doing, but porn, porn's never been seemed to be one of them. But we're not here to talk about me. I'm glad to hear from you, Christian, that you are combating this addiction, especially, um, I mean, a month without it. I think you'll be able to to continue your cold turkey streak, um, even once once your girlfriend uh, returns from her sickness, and I think you will have a uh, happy and fulfilling life, Christian. Um, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Uh, no. Um, the only thing, like, hearing about the flags, I kind of started getting into it. Oh, yeah? What, yeah what flags actually, are we looking at? Uh, for, I first uh, started looking at my uh, home state, Florida, and then my home country, Mexico. And uh, I like I like Spain's flag. It's pretty cool as well. Hold on, I'm gonna look up Florida. Hold on, I'm gonna look up Florida real quick. What's on the Florida flag? Florida's boring. It's just like a like a white flag with a like an X. Oh, it's in the like middle. an X. Okay, and then what's on this thing? Oh, it's like a X, and then a lady holding sushi and some boats. Okay, I mean that's yeah. fine. Let's look at Mexico real quick. I I know what the Mexico. Wait, the Mexico flag is just there's not like a symbol on it, is there? Yeah, it's uh, eagle. Oh yeah, there is. There's an eagle. Cactuses. Ah, oh, oh wait, oh wait. The Mexican flag is badass. Look at this guy. This is an eagle's fucking poning the snake. It's he's eating a snake and standing on a cactus. Like the little cactus shreds are going into the <laughs> eagle's. This is badass. I've never really looked at the Mexican flag like this. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, thanks for sharing. My, I'm definitely going to jack off to this later. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. Gecko. Of course. Uh, Have a good night, awesome Christian. To hear, hear from you. you too. Bye. Thanks, man. Sweet, sweet man. Doing better than me. 